Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. BS in the Morning, it's back. All three stations, the Tribal Cast. Shelly, can you believe it? You know what? Three's a charm. Yeah, we're it's on. It's going to be a good day today, Brad Hildebrand. We're on Westplex 107.1, 1350 Crap, and KSLQ. At least until the lightning hits the uh, transmitter site and blows the computer up again. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens you with that. You just had to put that out in the universe. I, boy, I tell you what. You know, uh, after last Thursday, um, we dodged a bullet on that one. Everybody else, you know, there are still people that their electricity is still out from oh, Thursday. Oh, you're kidding. No, it's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Um, I mean, so like. What part of St. Louis isn't uh, it dark? Well, it's sporadic. It's all over the place. Kirkwood got hit uh, relatively hard. A lot of different places. Matter of fact, uh, there were several places. I don't know if the if the electricity was still out, but me driving around finally over the weekend, there were a couple places that the uh, the traffic lights were still out. But yet, I think the traffic controllers got blown up because of the fact the electricity all around it was on. You know what I mean? Like in other words, it wasn't like you know the gas station right at the corner. I don't know sometimes that you know you can have somebody like. Like, you know, our old place in Washington, we had the weird thing where where the next-door neighbors had power and we never did. It's like, okay, how is that possible? Well, it's just the way you're connected into the grid. And uh, I know that there were a couple places that the— uh, Plus, it, it was you. Yeah, it was me. You know, was <laughs> They're always, like, oh, it's Brad Hildebrand. Right, right. We'll just go ahead and we'll just, right, you know, right. keep his power off just a couple more days. Right, 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 right. Yeah, especially the Quiver River people. They never do me any fa- favors, but there's a whole other story. Anyway— um, I it think some, the controllers got blown up because there were a couple places I know that where the lights were still totally dark and they had the stop signs out and the whole bit. God, you know, once again, I'll never understand that. And this is a situation where uh, one of these intersections that I go through on a regular basis, the power, you know, the controllers were dark. They had stop signs out there on the street, you know, on with barricades and stop signs. And people were just rolling through the place like, they hey, do. no lights. That's what St. Louis is known for. Don't you know well, that? But they, would, they, were, they were ignoring the stop signs. It was just like, okay, you know, hey, lights aren't working. I can just do whatever I want, you know? I don't know about that. Anyway, a um, lot of stuff to talk about. And quite honestly... I have to be honest with you, um, and normally I'm never honest with you. I never tell you the truth. I was, I was yeah, lying. Yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> uh, this Afghanistan thing really bothers me. You know what I'm talking about? I do. This is, this is, this is sad. And not only that, I'm going like, how did they not see this coming? You know, I mean, how in the world does a country that we were in for 20 years and spend you know, all this blood and treasure and literally blood, uh, how many Americans died over in that country, uh, came back, uh, you know, maimed forever, will never be the same, PTSD, physical harm and things like that. And how do you not call the fact that these Taliban dudes can roll through the country like that and take control again? I mean, how does nobody see that coming? If you don't know what we're talking about, the Taliban essentially have taken over Afghanistan. And not only that, the president of Afghanistan fled the country, got on a plane and left. And last night, I mean, I'm trying to think where they are, where they time-wise, they are way, they're like, oh, I think they're like, what, eight, nine, ten hours ahead of us. So in other words, right now, I have to look that up. I think it's probably right right around, uh, you know, I think it's six o'clock in the evening in Afghanistan. I think, I think they're at least 10 hours. I know they're at least 10 hours ahead of us. So it's like afternoon there right now. Okay. 
you see this picture? They took over the, the you know, the presidential palace, whatever, in Afghanistan. A bunch of these guys with AK-47s and big old beards. Now, the one thing that's good about it is, did you see the article that CNN wrote about how they're, they're happy that the Taliban had their masks on the entire time? That was not CNN, and you know it. It was CNN. Had it big... was Babylon B, and I wonder <laughs> how many was that, was uh, that people, great? how much flack did you get for that? Was that great? Did you read the story? It was funny because— I did. Now, can you imagine, like, Brian Stelter saying, oh, we think it's so great that the Taliban kept their masks on the entire time. You know, <laughs> it's to the point where it's like, like, dude, okay, you know, we get it. You're, you know, no matter what President— uh, you know, Biden does, you love, and if Trump did it, it was wrong. Oh, man. Uh, and by the way, another new talk station today, It sh- and I called this one right, although I was wrong. It was, it was, it's not Jamie Allman. It is Jamie Allman, but it's not doing a conservative talk station. You know about this? Uh-uh. Hot Poker 104.9. What? Hot Poker 104.9. Oh, you're so funny. I'm serious. So all, all kidding aside, 104.9, is that really going to become another station? It already is this morning. Read read Radio Poop. Radiopoop.com has got the scoop on it. Matter of fact, you haven't read Radio Poop yet? I haven't read it today, no, but I do keep on top of it. Radiopoop.com has the whole story. It's Hot Poker 104.9, uh, and it's all about gambling. Because part of it makes sense, because remember last week we talked about the fact that, that uh, the gaming industry has had the best second quarter. And for those of you not in business, second quarter is is uh, uh, April, May, and June. Uh, you divide the month in the four quarter or the year in the four quarters. Its first quarter is uh, January, February, March. Second quarter is uh, April, May, and June. They had the best second quarter in the history of the gaming industry. And unless everybody dies of of Delta, uh, they're probably going to have the best year ever. So uh, iHeart has come up with this format called Hot Poker 104.9. And they're going to just talk about, you know, mainly, you know, playing poker. And, uh, you know, they're going to try to get uh, Vince Porcelli, Vic Porcelli, who is over at, he's one of the refugees over at uh, 101.9. And they're trying to get him over because he's a big poker player. So they're trying to, so, so Jamie's going to be, talk poker in the morning, hot poker in the morning. And then they're going to have, uh, they're going to have other, all sorts of guests on talking about, you know, like what you do when you get a Royal Flesh and the river and all that kind of stuff. Do you, do you play poker? I do. Are you any good at it? No. I have to be honest. I'm with no you. good at cards. Well I must be lucky in love. I don't like I don't like any card games. I don't even you know, I don't even like old mate. I mean, that gives you an idea about how bad I am. And to me, I've had people try to explain poker to me and to me they might as well be explaining, you know, nuclear fission or something like that. Just I'm like, What? You know, I mean they're talking about the river and this and that and the blah 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 blah. And the thing that always gets me is you watch, you know, it used to be, it's not as prevalent anymore, but you used to watch these channels where the guys like, you know, the World Poker, Tur- World Poker Tour, and I think it should be illegal to wear sunglasses and stuff like that. Because, I do too. Because that's part of the game. You know, look at the people, their face, their tells, stuff like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And to me, it's like, how boring is watching poker? People talk about complaining about watching There's golf. There's a lot of more boring stuff than poker. Like golf? I mean, people people say, yeah. I mean, they're people, you know what they're saying? That the millennials, that the XYZ or whatever, the, the Generation Q. <laughs> O-E-I-E-I-O's. The, the Q generation, whatever it is, uh, that they 
don't like baseball because it's too slow. Okay, if baseball's too slow, poker is like molasses on a cold winter morning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, yeah, I, do. I mean, you got a bunch of bumps in a log standing there. They don't move. You know, they sit there. They don't, they don't, you know, I mean, it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it's the fascination. like radio DJs, isn't it? What's that? It's kind of like radio DJs. Bumps on a log. They just kind of sit there. Well, they a lot of them have the face for radio. There's no doubt about that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's no doubt about that. I mean, but once again, do you think Jamie Allman has the face for radio? I, you know what, Brad? It is six twenty. That's what I say about that. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story, and Shelley's not going to be happy. I tell the story. We met with him. What? I don't know. Last year was it? Last wasn't it last year. Was it yes. early, earlier this year or last year? And, it was last year. And Shelly is still turned off about how he was dressed, right? You still, that still bothers Well, it you. was a business meeting. That's... Yeah, it was a casual business meeting, <laughs> but it was a business meeting. You don't wear pot shirts to business meetings. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Here's my whole thing. I don't understand the whole pot culture where you emblazon yourself with, like, the marijuana leaf. I'll never understand that, you know? I mean, I'll never understand that. I don't get it. I don't. I mean, like, if I was into cocaine, did that mean I put, like, a straw on my shirt, you know, like a straw with a little white powder on the end of it? Like, hey, man, I'm into cocaine. <laughs> you know, if I'm into amphetamines. Are you talking about people actually putting pot leaves on their tattoos? I'm talking about people who wear it like, you know, they have shirts with pot leaves. And now the big thing is, the big thing is people talk about, I'm 420 friendly. Have you heard this before? Oh, because that's 420. Yeah. 420 is the, as a matter of fact, there's a there's an interesting story that I, I, I know being the, the highway interstate nerd that I am. Uh, out in Colorado, there's mile marker 420. And... They keep having to replace the sign because people would steal the Colorado 420 because Colorado, it's legal to have, have you know, marijuana is... is Recreational. The whole bit. Yeah, it's all legal. You just got to go to the store and pay the government 92% tax or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, they kept having to replace the Interstate 70 sign, the Colorado, you know, Interstate 70, the mile marker sign, 420. So they changed it. They moved it like... 10 feet, and it's now 419.9. So there's no 420 sign anymore because they kept stealing it. So the 419.9, they moved it like, you know, 30 feet or something like that. So it's now technically 419.9. And so there's no, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going like, I hear people talking about, yeah, well, yeah, he's really 420 friendly. I'm going like, okay. So, so I guess am I not 420 friendly? Am I 420 unfriendly? Quite honestly, I don't care what you do. You know, I mean, I mean, just... you know, I don't either. You know, it's between you and your maker. Whatever you do in your life, it's between you and your maker. Well, I don't judge. I, well, you know, the, I try not to judge. Put I, it that way. I think you and but I should make some money. When but... he showed up in the <laughs> this it, business meeting, it really bothered you. <laughs> it really did. Uh, it was funny, Shelly. Like we laughed, and you were ticked. You were upset. Remember that? Uh, yeah. And I'm going I was. Like, I'm going like, Shelly, what's the problem? Well, I just don't like the way he was dressed. 
Well, yeah, well, he's Jamie Allman. That's what he does. You know, he wears, you know, his his uniform is T-shirts and flip-flops. I mean, I don't think they would ever do that, but air traffic controllers dress like that. At least they used to. You told me that. But they don't they wouldn't wear pot leaves or anything like that, but, well, but they see, do dress in shorts and and they had, they had, they had and, flip they had flip-flops. Yeah. See, I'm surprised that any government work would you'd allow to have open-toed shoes cuz well, almost every, you put know. Put it this way, it was like that 15 years ago. But, I don't know what it's like now. But I, I'm once again, I'm surprised that they allowed anybody in open-toed shoes. You know, I mean, like open-toed, obviously flip-flop. It's totally open foot. Uh, but you know, normally, you know, there's OSHA regulations against that, like in the workplace. You know what I mean? I mean, what's really funny is every once in a while, now airways facilities, the department I worked for, we had to have steel-toed shoes. Well, but what I'm saying is. I'm, there's very few places that if you work that have some kind of that, and you know OSHA is like pretty much all encompassing. If you don't know what OSHA is, the Occupational Safe and Healthy Administration, they're the ones that come in. That if you you know that you got to have everything just right, you got to have this, you got to have eye wash stations, you got to have you know hearing protection if it's loud, you got to have eye protection, you have to you know you can't have anybody you know hanging off the roof without a you know fall arrest harness, all that kind of stuff. And uh, the point being that most. Uh, you know, I mean, OSHA's gotten very, very picky about things, which is funny, though. I drive, I know some, I don't, don't know all the OSHA regulations. I drive by, by construction sites all the time, and I look and I go, OSHA violation one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, I see things at construction sites, and I see things like done by municipal workers who should know better. That's an OSHA violation. They should, guys shouldn't be doing that. That woman shouldn't be having her hat like that, you know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, I don't know why we we're talking about that. But the point I was going to make is I think that, you know, I've got an idea for a whole new line of T-shirts that we could make and make a lot of money. We could, and you know, like, the, and what's that? Well, instead of like the, you know, the the marijuana leaf on T-shirts and things like that, what I would do is do what we call meth shirts, and meth shirts would have things like, you know, like teeth with, you know, like a set of teeth with like, you know, like diseased teeth. You say, hey man, I'm a meth guy. You know, had like, you know, like, you are so wrong. Have like, you know, set on of, so many levels. Set of you teeth, are just wrong. Like, like really nasty looking teeth. You know, like, and you wear that in shirt. Oh man, he's a meth guy. He's got he's got the meth shirt on. And people would would go and buy it. Yeah, I'm gonna go out and buy the meth shirt. Yeah, and and let me well, let me think. Let's call. What would what number could we come up with meth? Would meth be like eight sixty five? Eight. I just made that up. Eight sixty five friendly. So if you're in the meth, you're eight sixty five friendly. So that way you meet somebody. Hey man, are you four twenty friendly? No, I'm eight sixty five friendly. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go do some meth and and watch our teeth fall out. Hey, cool man. Can't wait. Let's go. What do you think? I I don't think that that's appeasing at all, actually. Well, you're no fun. Oh, we got to go. Bye. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 KRAP, and FM 104.5 KSLQ. The Trimal cast is back. I love just saying that. It sounds sounds like we're somewhat important, doesn't it? It does. Like we're kind of a big deal. Yeah. Too bad we're not, but anyway. We are a big deal. At least we give the impression. 635. Okay. I was supposed over over the break when you and I are talking off air, you say, hey, make sure and ask me what I did this weekend. I already know what you did this weekend. I know what you did yesterday. I know what you did. What I do. I know what you did this weekend. Isn't that that song with Shawn Mendes? I know what you did last weekend. I know what you did last weekend. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't remember that song. How do you know? Because you had your you had your your sexually discriminatory uh, baby shower for your your daughter yesterday. 
<laughs> where guys were not allowed once again. I don't. Well, think we're I... going to have a diaper party, so. A diaper party. Now, what's that? That's for the guy. So all the guys come. You meet in a bar. Is that, all the guys is come that old? and bring actual diapers to. Oh, you mean it's not like depends. Dad. Not 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 kind of depends diapers. No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe. Really? He was, well, I thought maybe. Ew. you know, Well, you know, maybe he was an old dude. You know, but your son-in-law, he's not an old dude. He's like what? He's like thirty-two or something like that, isn't he? Well, he's not thirty-two, but he's pretty close. He's a young guy. You know, he's. he's yeah, I could have given birth to him. He's full of P and V. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. All young guys but are yes, full of I did and have <laughs> a baby shower. I didn't hold it. Tiffany's friends got together. Yeah. And it's really funny because the people that put the girls, the ladies that put the shower on, they were all from. The only reason why they knew each other was because of Tiffany. Because they were all they they worked for Kohler plumbing fixtures, so they had all sorts of shower heads. That's what you're saying. No, but the nope. cutest thing was is each of these ladies were all from different seasons of Tiffany's life. You know, like if you looked at a span of like 15 years, yeah, these like Laura was in this span, and you know, and so and Emily was in this span, one and of the, one of the people there uh, was her kindergarten I, it teacher. It was just, it was just beautiful. One of the people there was her kindergarten teacher. Is that what you're saying? Yes. How do you know? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Her kind- yeah, there was really, really was a kindergarten teacher, but not her kindergarten teacher. No, she is. Laura is no. You know that just goes to show you. You know, like like how I'm so old. My kindergarten teacher. Right now would be 142 years old. Um, <laughs> That's how old my kindergarten teacher was. Because my kindergarten teacher would probably be about a little younger than that. Because <laughs> my kindergarten teacher, I think, was like 65 when I had her. So that would make her like 142. Oh, no. My kindergarten teacher, she was like in her 30s. No. Her name was Miss Beaver. And she was so lovely. And all of the f- people that I uh, grew up with, we all remember her. Really? Yes. Miss Beaver. Yeah. I think I think I would. I don't think I'd forget her name either. <laughs> no, you probably wouldn't. But it's not her name. It's it's the person that she was. Well, I remember. I remember my teachers. I remember the good ones and the bad ones. God, I I had I had a I had a shop teacher that oh my god, shop um, which just was just crazy. I mean, I got a guy in trouble in my shop class. Snitches get stitches, Brad. Well, because because <laughs> this is honest to god true story. One night at dinner, I guess I was in junior high. For those of you who don't know what junior high is, now it's called middle school. I was in junior high, and we had this crazy shop teacher who just totally lost control of the, of the of the class this guy was this guy should have retired 20 years before he and he was still teaching and um and it got to the point where it got bizarre and i mentioned this a couple times to my mom and dad and especially my dad because he was a civil engineer like tools and stuff like that and he goes hey how's things going in your shop class and i said to him my mom was sitting there at dinner i go yeah you know so-and-so brought a gun to school today and my mom went what I go, yeah, so-and-so had his gun with school today. I mean, this is back in the day when you didn't, you know, I mean, nowadays, you know, the SWAT team. I think I probably would have done your mom, too. What? She she was at the principal's office the next day. 
I, I don't blame her. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, damn, my son said there was a gun in his shop class. And they brought the teacher down and the whole bit, and, and he got in deep trouble because this guy was, was, I mean, this is one of my fellow students. He was showing the gun, and people were passing it around, and the teacher was standing there looking at us. I like, come on now. I mean, like, it's a gun. You know, what? now, it's just like, now, I tell the story, which is true story. My dad went to Beaumont High School, and my dad was in the rifle club. And my dad grew up in North City, and my dad, on on rifle club days, they had a spot in, the, like, I think Beaumont High School. I don't know if it's still around, if they tore it down or not. But it's like a three-story high school, and they had, like, an attic it wasn't like a like an attic like you think of like your house, but it was like an attic where it had like you know seven or eight foot ceilings. It was like I think you know I can't remember it was for storage or something like that. And they had targets set up there inside, and they were firing their rifles at targets. And my dad would walk to school with his rifle. <laughs> Can you imagine that nowadays? Yeah, they did that back then. I mean, in the city, in North City, my dad would walk to school with his rifle. And, yeah, but the city that we know is not the city that your daddy well, knew. Nowadays, the SWAT team would be showing up. They'd have the, uh-huh. the neighborhood blocked off. Son, put down the gun. Lay down. Yes. You know, lay down on your stomach. Put the, Push the gun away from you. That'd be the guy on the bullhorn. You know, don't don't move. You know, they'd be surrounded by 40 cops. You know, I mean, God, just like so. And then, like, some of the rural high schools still have tractor day. You know what tractor day is? I do. When you drive your tractor to school. <laughs> I do, yes. I think Borgia still has that. I think Washington still has that. Where and I don't but, but I'm thinking to myself, how in the world can nowadays with all these crazy weird stupid rules, how in the world can you get away with that? How because first off, in most places, unless you're actually transporting the tractor between fields, it's illegal to light to have unlicensed vehicles on the road now i get it tractors are an exception but typically the exception is you're allowed to use them if you're transporting farm equipment from field to field you're not allowed to use it to go to the schnook store and park in the parking lot you know what i mean it's like yeah that that that, that's stretching the exemption but yeah tractor day at the high schools so anyway so was going back to the 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 uh, the baby shower yeah was it fun it was amazing these ladies put the best little baby shower together for Tiffany and Harper. Well, it wasn't. And it wasn't a big, big baby shower. It, it well, it it was a big baby shower. Who's but, who's, who's Harper? Um, who's Harper? Harper is the child. Her it, name will be Harper Fay. Harper's a, a a man's name. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. It is. Harper. Yeah, it's Harper. No, that's not that's not accurate. Hold on, let me let me look at the look at look up here. Huh? I'm gonna look it up here. Yeah, be sure to do that. But anyway, so it was just it was just lovely. Everything was perfect. The venue was lovely. Where was the venue? Um, Where was the venue? I'm sorry. What did you say? What? Where is the venue? It was actually okay. So. Cassidy Renner is a licensed, she's a massage therapist, and she is in the same building with Frontier Integrated Health and off of Fizey and Brian, and they let us use their facility on Sunday, and it was just, 
you know, it was just lovely. Everyone got along. It was just, Tiffany was beautiful and it was just, it was just a feel good kind of day. And I just wanted to say thank you to the ladies that put this on for her because, um, my heart is touched as is Tiffany's and, um, she's very lucky to have you in her life. I got bad news for you. What? You didn't look at the, the definition of Harper before you named the, the kid. Well, let's not talk about it. Urban Dictionary. Harper. The hottest biatch you'll ever meet. She's so hot that I melt, melt every time I come near her, so I have to walk away. I have, may have low standards, but Harper, damn. I've never had met such a beautiful, gorgeous human in my life. She's the person who always smiles and lights up the room. I know that some people may not agree with me. I've even heard some people say that she's a backstabber, and she's so rude. I don't mind if I get to see the gorgeous face again. I think I'm simply I'm simping for her. I love Harper to the ends of the earth. That's perfect. <laughs> she's a biatch. That's that's that, that, the that's hottest a term of endearment. The hottest biatch. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> it's a term of endearment. So if I go, a term of endearment, so if I go to a store today and there's a woman in front of me, I go, hey, babe, you're a hot biatch. She's going to go, oh, thank you so much. It's a term of endearment. Thank you, sir. No, she's going to call the manager and they're going to have me arrested for verbal assault, right? For verbal assault. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But God, you got you to gotta watch things nowadays. You can't, you know, you just, you got to do your research before you name things, you know? Well, that's a perfect. Just like, perfect. just like the new radio station. Those guys did million dollars worth of research to come up with Hot Poker one hundred four point nine. Did you read Radio Poop? You yet? know that that's be. No, I haven't. I've been talking to you. How could I read and talk? You know, I don't multitask like you do, Brad. Jamie Allman, the new radio station. You sit there up. and you you have, you know, balls up in the air and. I, I don't know how you keep them all from falling. Well, they fall all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you know, I could. Yeah, I, but they bounce back up right into your hand. I could tell so you, you can fix it. I could tell you a story that happened to me over the weekend. That this is George Norrie kind of story. This is like coast to coast. Who's that? You know who George Norrie is? He's no. the he's the guy who who took over for Art Bell. He runs the 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 you know the midnight to four o'clock show that's you know all over the country and he has all these people all the have all the weirdos on there talk about you know flying saucers and UFOs and 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 yeah, rem remote that. viewing yeah, and stuff like that. Anyway, I could tell you a story that happened to me on Saturday that was unbelievable. So tell me. Uh, I don't have time right now. I'll tell you later. It's just oh, one, okay. it's one of these stories where someone texted me and told me. Well, I won't say. I won't say. You got you got to read Radio Poop this morning. Okay, I will do that. It's one of my best. Huh? <laughs> it's one of my best. You'll find. Is out it more than one word? One, yeah, it's more than one word. The one I wrote Friday was one word. <laughs> I know, and I was oh, I was most upset about and, that. And actually. by the way, I have to tell you a funny story. I listened to Tracy and, and Rick doing their show on Saturday morning at nine o'clock. It was I about fell out of the car laughing. It was so funny. Because, Why? Oh, it was it was funny. It was just funny. Were they sitting there talking about all the trials and tribulations? They're talking about me. What? They're talking about me. No way. Yeah, way. Six forty-seven. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Hey, it's Studio 107.1. Yeah, DJ Brad right here playing the disco sounds.
new from the weekend. Did you hear that? Wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> Here, hold on. So I, can get, I don't know if I can get it play again. Hold on a minute. So hold on a minute. This, this computer sometimes can be very maddening to try to get things to work. Okay, okay. Here's here's the beginning of the song. Okay, I when I first heard this, this is brand new. It's called "Take My Breath" by the Weekend. Okay, tell me if this isn't like disco revived. Okay, ready? Yeah. Hey, it's DJ Brad. I'm here on the radio. Yeah, get out there in the dance floor. Yeah, Danny Terrio, tear up the dance floor. Dude, get out there. It's Studio 54 on the radio. Yeah, go out there. Look like your best. Share. You're looking good on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, we love it. We love it. Don't you hear the disco beat? I do. Doesn't it sound like 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 80 disco kind of stuff? It sounds like stuff? Michael's in the time machine. Exactly. Like. Goombas. It's... <laughs> Okay, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> yes, I want to stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you sure? I'm yes. sorry. Okay, so you read Radio Poop, right? I did. <laughs> and what did you think? Um, I thought it was funny. Just funny? Yes, I thought it was very tongue-in-cheek. Tongue-in-cheek? And... Are you saying I'm tongue-in-cheek kind of guy? Oh, my gosh, yes. What? What, 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 what? Tongue, cheek, the whole mouth, yes. Wow. I, I don't, you don't, you don't believe me, but that it, the news radio station that Jamie's on this morning is called Hot Poker 104.9? No. You don't? Really? I think that part is BS. I do think that Jamie Elman is back, which I'm glad. I'm glad. Right. But um, I don't think it's called Hot Poker 104.9. It's Hot Poker 104.9. I doubt it. It is. Mo- bet money. And you know, you know what they're having. You know what they're having for for lunch today. <laughs> Skewers, kebabs, ham. ham. Do what? Yeah, they're having kebabs. Very good, Shelly. <laughs> Thank you. Ham on kebabs. <laughs> you, you, you snuck that one by me. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> Not not retracing our steps, but God, when we had that meeting with him, that was so funny. You were so agitated by that. You did. I really was. You yeah. were mad about that. You kept. We're walking out the door. I, I wasn't mad. Well, I mean, it really didn't matter kept, to me either way. It was just you kept talking about. I was it. put back a little bit. You kept talking about that. I can't believe you wore that shirt. And and what was interesting was, we were like in a very snooty place if you know what i'm yes, saying we were. we were in like a very and and it wasn't us that set the venue it was like it was him hey man yeah and, and well, look at me you blah 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 blah. okay well, i don't know if, i don't know if they allow me in there i'm i was i was a, i'm a north county boy i don't think they let me in there you know i think that i they they take a dna sample and go oh man you're a north county kid you can't come in here you know you you know you you know you didn't grow up in ladue you can't you can't come in here Anyway, uh, six fifty-five, and and I put the Facebook page, my post on my Facebook, and you don't, you don't like, you don't like the fact that that um, that uh, CNN is is essentially, you know, congratulating the the Taliban guys. <laughs> that post was from the Babylon Bee. You know it was. No, it's CNN. And... Here, let me read it to you. The, uh-huh. the story is. Here it's a CNN screenshot and it says breaking news Taliban fighters responsibly wearing masks. Okay, if you read the story and it's got it's got a quote from <laughs> Brian Stelter. Here it is. 
What a great quote. Wow, in the midst of the battle and bloodshed, these noble desert knights of Islamic superiority are wearing their masks. <laughs> and then and then Don Lemon's quote is, all things considered, we ought to be praising the COVID safe masks these majestic Muhajadin warriors are wearing. Once again, it's CNN. So what, they're wearing N95s? <laughs> You know what's really funny? Have have you have you They're heard wearing the, what they always wear? Have you heard this story about how how YouTube took down the video of the St. Louis County Council meeting from not last week but the week before last? Have you heard this story? No. Oh my God! It's so funny because because it's a video of of the county council meeting, and it's people getting up, you know, you know, in the public, you know, the public comment the, sections yeah, where you can get up yeah, right. and people are saying masks don't help and so youtube took the video down saying it was inappropriate because it was spreading misinformation about covid19 it was a town hall meeting you know it wasn't like somebody put together a video hey let's put together a video and we're gonna make fun of how how stupid it is to wear masks it was it was a town hall meeting and apparently people complained enough going like okay YouTube, you've crossed the line. You took down a video of a town hall meeting in St. Louis County over county council meeting, and they put it back up. You know, I go like, God, this has got to be. You know, it's really funny because um, at the shower, uh, one of Tiffany's oldest and dearest friends We're going back that to the shower again, was right? from right. Um, junior high. Right. Um, his name is Chris. Chris, and I remember Chris. His mom was there. Yeah, because oh, they've whoa, been whoa, friends whoa, whoa, forever. Whoa, 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 and his whoa, mom whoa, whoa. was at the shower. I'm Ho- sorry. Hold on a minute. A guy was there at the shower. No, his mother. Oh, okay. I was going to say because I wanted to go and I wasn't allowed because I'm a dude. Yeah, I know. No, there was no dudes there. There really wasn't. Anyway, um, you know, she was in the military. For she was a profusionist in the military. She was a um, what? In the air guard for she, whoa, whoa, whoa. 20 years. She was a what? A, a profusionist. What is a profusionist? A profusionist is a nurse that, or, a, you know, a specialty nurse that basically, um, if I if I have this correctly, she maintained the equipment that keeps the people alive when they're doing um, bypass surgery, heart bypass surgery. Profusionist. Yes. Keeps the blood pumping and, uh, you know, just basically keeps the person alive. I have to look that up. Hold on. I think... and, it's, and it's called profusionist. Anyway, so she... Um... You're right. I'll be darned. A cardiovascular perfusionist, clinical perfusionist, our perfusionologist, a clinical perfusion is a healthcare... Uh, healthcare uh, professional who operates the cardiopulmonary bypass machine during cardiac surgery and other surgeries require cardiopulmonary bypass to manage the patient's physiological status. God, I'm impressed, Shelly. You got that one right on the button. I mean, normally... Why would you be impressed by that? Because, because... I'm right all the time, Brad. You just choose not to acknowledge it. No, I'm 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 was pointing it out the fact that I'm the dumb guy. I'm like, oh, what's profusionist? Isn't that like so? Is that is that four twenty friendly or eight sixty five friendly? I'm a profusionist. <laughs> hey man, let's go let's go smoke some profusionist. I heard it's like it's like it's like Hawaii gold. It's like oh my god! It's like you'll you'll be in a different zip code when you're done token on that big boy. I'm telling you, man. Let's go, man. 
See, that's why. I just want to stop talking about marijuana. That's why I never got into that, because I thought, I thought it was so stupid. Like in my high school years, hey, well, man, I'm going to roll a fat one. We're going to go behind the, the school, and we're going to get real high. We're going to be up in the clouds. I'm going like, okay, good for you. Have fun. I'm not doing it. That's why nobody ever. I was the one on the uh, on the bleachers, Brad. That, that's why nobody ever invited me to the parties. You to party? No, I was. You know, I I didn't. Or get me? It. No, I, you know, I'm, to this day, I'm like the biggest. You know, I'm like the. You know, you know, you invite me to a party. People invite you to parties all the time, and you don't go. I don't go because I don't want to ruin the party. Oh, I show up whatever. and I show up in the and the party blah, blah, blah. the party's oh, it's dead. Oh, seven oh one. We've got to go. The party's dead. They might as well just go ahead. Oh, here comes Brad. Let's just let's just shut the place down. You know, that is not how that rolls, and you know it. <laughs> it's true. I'm... I'll be somewhere, everybody. I'll be somewhere, and and everybody's you know. Well, where's your boss? I don't know where my boss is. So I text him. Come up here. They're asking about you. Do you think he comes up there? No, he stays away. He like goes, drives farther away from where I'm at. You know why? And then he gets invited to the, to the, to the radio um, parties, you know, with other people and anything that has to do with the media. He gets all those invites. Do you think he passes them down to me? No. no, nobody invites me to those things anymore because the fact that once again we're not we're not the cool kids on the block. We're not the Tracy Ellis. We're not we're not you know the 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 you know the Jamie Allman at at, at you know at, at Hot Poker one hundred four point nine. Stop! <laughs> you need to stop. What do you mean? You need to stop. <laughs> Oh goodness sakes! Was that one of my best? Nobody ra- is sacred. Was that huh? one? Of, was that one of my best radio poops ever, or what? <laughs> if you, if, it's pretty funny. If you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> I started this about a month ago, and at first Shelley got most upset with me. It's called RadioPoop.com, and the reason I started doing it is because once upon a time, if you're old enough, like an old guy like me, there was a guy by the name of Jerry Berger who Shelly knew, and I knew him as well, too, because my sister worked with him. My sister used to work at the Globe Democrat, and my sister, I'd, you know, Jerry once in a while, Jerry would call me, and every once in a while, he'd put my name in the column, because my, would you put my brother's name in the column? Uh, anyway, <laughs> so he used to talk about the radio business. Sometimes he was very flattery, you know, and the problem is nobody follows that anymore, except for Dan Caesar, and the only time Dan Caesar writes an article, and Dan Caesar is a wonderful guy, the only time Dan Caesar writes an article is about KFNS, because there's always some crap going on at KFNS. You know, crap is in CRAP, not KRAP. So I decided to write a column that I could have some fun with, and it's called Radio Poop. And and I sit down, and you know, usually two or three, four times a week, I write a column about the radio business. So yesterday I wrote this very important column about the new talk station to have this morning. Magic 104.9 is gone, and it's now called Hot Poker 104.9. And they talk gambling, and they talk about poker, and they talk about the river and flushes and royal flushes. As a matter of fact, it was interesting. You know, they they've got you know how like they you know we don't do that, but like you know, hey, the studio is the X Y Z studio, and we're talking into the A B C microphone, and we're talking to the and we're using the Acme set of headphones, and we're using the so and so like the goofy thing on KMOX. We're gonna call up a guest and have them on the Quiver River telephone line, you know that kind of stuff. So what they're doing on 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 Hot Poker one hundred four point nine, they got a plumbing company. That's, spo- that's, that's sponsoring every time they talk about a royal flush. And they got this sound effect that 
one that, hey, and, and if you have these cards, you got a Royal Flush. And the Royal Flush mention is brought to you by XYZ Plumbing Company. It's pretty interesting. You don't believe me. It sounds me. interesting. You don't believe me, do you? No. I do not. It's 7.04. It is BS in the morning. Now back on the Trimalcast, Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 KRAP and 104.5 KSLQ. All three stations, they are here and accounted for. The Trimalcast, right, Shelly? Absolutely. And uh, if you don't never listened to us before, uh, my name's Shelly, her name's Brad, and together we are BS in the morning. We're not like that bogus BS station in, 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 in uh, Las, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. That used to be Brittany and Sparks, and unfortunately Brittany died, and Sparks got fired, and now it's Iggy and, and somebody else that they still call it BS in the morning. How can they do that? It's not. See, this is what's goofy about this. Should I tell the derivation of this whole story? For years, Shelly kept saying, you and I need to do a morning show, and it'd be BS in the morning, Brad and Shelly, Brad and Shelly. And finally, after hearing that 42,000 times, I go, okay, fine. July 1st, 2019, we started, right? Yep. And the rest is history. And uh, and as we say, the rest is history. I will tell, we'll, we'll admit that we've been eclipsed by the fact that first off, first off, we have the refugees, a bunch of people that got fired from 97.1 who started their station. Then we have Tracy and her husband, Rick, who started their station. And now we have, which is the third talk station. Now we have the fourth talk, talk station, which is John Beck, one of the refugees of the refugees, and Jamie Allman, and it's called Hot, Hot Poker 104.9. And magic is gone. Actually, they moved it to 104.9 HD2. They just moved it over. Uh, and you know what you said? Once upon a time, Magic, in back in the day, Magic 108 was the hot station in town. Yes, it was. God, that was such a good station. They yes, had, it they really was. They had great DJs on the air. The music was good. I mean, and it was, everybody listened to it. And, you know. You know, it's funny because, you know, you were a traffic reporter. Well. Yeah, hold on a minute. I was a traffic reporter. Uh, I flew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was actually by who was that? That was that was Les Nessman, but that's a whole other story. No, that wasn't Les. Oh yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so my my half brother on my father's side, he had a girlfriend. Her name was Heidi, and her last name was Heisman, and she was the traffic reporter for Magic One Hundred Eight back in the eighties. I remember her. Heidi Heisman? Yeah, I do. I remember her. And you know what's interesting? The guy who was, this is an interesting story. I mean, maybe it isn't to you. I can't remember his name. He was such a nice guy. And I will tell you up front, and this this is the reason I'm going to mention he was a black guy, is because he got all sorts of notoriety because of this. He was a black guy. And during the week, he was the news guy in Magic 108. And you know, you know what he did on the weekends? No. He was a rodeo clown. He was the guy... That Did when that? when they had the when they had the you know the 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 you know the bucking bronco things and and the bull you know the bull riding, he was the guy who went out there and after the guy the rider got thrown he would distract the the bull, you know I mean to try to keep the bull away from like goring the you know the poor guy who just got thrown off the back of the bull he was a rodeo clown and it was p- p- funny because of the fact that typically he was the only black guy there because. Let's be honest, most black people don't go to rodeos. It's just not that kind of a thing. You know, and I'm not trying to be prejudiced or anything like that. That's just a fact. You know, yeah, it's just you it's know, true. 
and and he was and he was really good at it and he and, and what's interesting was he got all sorts of publicity around the country but hardly anybody in st louis ever talked about it and i met him a couple times he was the nicest guy in the world and i said to him i said i said why did you get into being a rodeo clown and he goes i can't he told me the explanation it was sort of interesting explanation i can't remember what it was but they had a lot of talented people there they had they had um uh, uh keith uh, Keith Lee, who later went on and became the voice of, like, he worked at Clayton Studios, who was, like, every third commercial on St. Louis Radio with Keith Lee's voice for a while. Uh, there are a lot of very talented people at Magic. And and then at night, they had the Quiet Storm. They had the DJ. Yes, they did. Hi, and our very good dear friend, Steve Mosher, was the... Um, general manager, yeah. Hi. Was a GM. Hi. The guy at night. Hi. Big, beautiful, deep voice. Hi. I'm Joe Deep Voice, and you're listening the voice to of God. The Quiet Storm on Magic 108. God, those were the days. Those were days. Now we have we have Hot Poker 104.9. <laughs> okay. My health things have changed. So, Brad, you were going to tell me something that happened over the weekend. Well, let, let me take a moment. Let me get serious for a moment, okay? okay? I am old enough to remember the Vietnam War very well, okay? Yes. And... I think what's happening in Afghanistan is as as and already you're seeing the parallels. I think what's happened is just absolutely positively tragic. In case you have not been following this in the last 24 hours, Afghanistan has fallen. The Taliban in the course of a month have completely taken over the entire country of Afghanistan. And I'm saying to myself, how is that possible? How is that possible? Even to the point where I'm listening to the news on Friday, or, or Friday, and they're saying, yeah, the, the Taliban have taken over, I don't know, in, in, Tal- in Afghanistan they have provinces, they don't have states, and they've taken over 32 of the 55 provinces in Afghanistan, and they go, they're still days away or weeks away from Kabul, which is the capital of Afghanistan. Yesterday morning, they invaded Kabul, and now we're trying to get all our people out, and to the point where they took down the flag at the embassy, okay? I know it's symbolic. How sad is that? And yesterday, when I'm reading the papers, when I'm reading, you know, not the papers, but online, they have the president of, of Afghanistan left, left the country and went to Tajikistan or some Russian country or something like that. He left. And keep in mind, we had our soldiers over there since 2001. Because remember, the whole deal was we, we went into Afghanistan because that's where these, these terrorists came from. That's the guys that flew the planes into the, you know, the, the, you know, the New York City and the Pentagon and, and the plane that crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania because, you know, let's roll. They took over the plane. And they wouldn't let the guys. Because that plane was either headed for the Capitol building or the White House. They still don't know which one. But that, that so the, those heroic people on that plane saved an, a, a tremendous, I mean, it was already a tremendous disaster anyway with the, uh, the, the Twin Towers in New York City and the Pentagon. But a fourth plane would have been just horrendous okay so we went in and we kicked their butt and we you know essentially you know turned afghanistan around well we've been there for 20 years i get it can't be there forever so all of a sudden you know uh biden says and i know people are going to say well trump was withdrawing yeah i get it trump was withdrawing and Biden's going, we're going to completely get out of Afghanistan. Okay, it's gone to hell in a handbasket. Yesterday, the president of Afghanistan fled the country, you know, and they have these guys carrying AK-47s take over the presidential, presidential palace. And the thing that bothers me about this is they want to institute Sharia law, which means that all these women and young girls who've been going to school, who've been learning, who can dress as they want, are now not going to be able to have a job. They're not going to be able to go to school. They're going to have to stay at home. They're going to have to wear their hijabs wherever they go. 
And I just think it's terrible. I think it's a horrible situation. And to the point where the, the thing that probably bothers me the worst about it is, what was our military doing over there? Training these guys, 300,000 Afghanistan guys, to be you know their own defense. Okay, guess what? If these guys are just rolling through town, taking over capital after capital, you know, they weren't any good. They're probably joining these knuckleheads. It just drives me nuts. I mean, you know, once again, in our country, we have these freedoms that not too many people appreciate. And especially women, okay? I know women are still saying, well, it's not fair because he's got a job that I can't have. Hey, it looks, at least there's nobody telling you you can't leave your house and you can't have a job and you can't go to school and you can't, you know, wear, you know, whatever you want to wear. You know, you got to wear a hijab and you got to cover your face. You know, I mean, it's all, it's like, you get what I'm saying, Shelly? She's gone. Did you I'm hang? not gone. I'm here. But, I mean, you, you know, I mean, like, I hear women that complain. I'm thinking, like, well, it's not fair because the guy has a job. You know what? Things are evolving. And you know you know what I say? The one thing I agree with Joe Biden on. You know what I agree with Joe Biden on? I absolutely do. I'll play it right now. Yep. There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. I agree. Whatever a woman could do, man can do better. And I think it's terrible that a country has fallen that treats women the way they're going to be treated. Already they're being treated. They're always talking about, you know, they can't, eh, God, just drives me nuts. And once again, people go, well, it's different. It's a religion. I don't care. If, if the Christians came out and said, women have to be barefoot and pregnant all the time, I go like, hey, I'm not a Christian anymore. You know, that's not right. You can't just say things like that. Everything should be equal. Well, and everything, no, nothing's ever going to be equal. But, you know, once again, in this country, we have all these rights and all these privileges that we have that in other countries, you know, they don't have. And like what's going to happen in Af- Afghanistan, it's going to turn into a hell hole. A hell hole. Am I being it strong probably enough? probably will. Well, and, and, and once again, how many of Amer- American men and women have gone to that country, you know, been killed, got limbs blown off, come back in bad shape, you know, lost, you know, brothers, mothers, sisters, you know, aunts, uncles, all the kind of things that lost in that country, you know, to defend their country. And then we, we teach these guys or these Afghanis, the Afghanistan military to, you know, defend their own country, defend their own country. Can you imagine how embarrassing it would be if like, if like something happened in the United States and, and they took over the capital in 24 hours? I mean, come on, you, you know what happened because everybody if like if all of a sudden somebody some you know like let's say 10,000 guys showed up in DC and they're going to take over the capital what would happen is there would be guys like you know them and I know them they would be on a plane they would or they would be on their cars they would be driving to DC with their guns and they would be defending the capital themselves am i correct or what that is true yes if, if if all of a sudden something happened where where it got out that like like let's say 10,000 guys you know parachuted into Jefferson City and they're going to take over the state of Missouri and they're going to make it to the point where they're going to make you know Missouri Sharia law there would be farmers and everybody and their brothers down there with their shotguns with their black rifles and they would be lined up around the Capitol building going nope you're not doing it this is our capital stay the hell away right yes and what happened in Afghanistan where are these guys at they're gone they just waltzed into the presidential palace and took over how in the world is that possible? Well, evidently it's a possible because it happened. 
Are you there? What's that? I said, evidently, it's possible because it happened. But, I mean, to me, you know, once again, we take things for granted. And the thing that probably bothers me the most is, I listen, I'm a radio geek, born and bred radio geek. I listen to, I don't know how many radio stations a day. And every time I turn on KWMU, St. Louis Pubic Radio, as I call it, they're all, what are they talking about? When so-and-so, he's, you know, but but all they talk about is he he's his sexual orientation. I'm so sick and tired of hearing racial. Who's sexual orientation? It's all they talk about on KWMU. It's all about, that's what they talk about. Every guest on there, let's let's say a guy just wrote a book. Here's Joe Smith, and he's got to talk about his new book. And Joe, thank you very, you know, okay. And he says, "Uh, yeah, I just wrote a new book. Okay, Joe, thanks for talking about your new book. Now tell us about your sexual orientation. Well, I'm a a third-gendered, sapiosexual, you know, cisgendered, you know, female impersonator, transsexual. Oh, okay, Joe, how did you get to be that way? Well, I woke up one morning and it felt like I was a cis, you know, third generation. Uh, Who cares? I don't care what you do in your bedroom. Yeah, I don't care about all that either. I don't care anymore. And the whole thing about like the whole racial thing, like, well, he can't, he can't do it because he's, he's, he's oh, Indian or he's black. I'm like, come on, man, come on. I mean, some of the richest people in the United States are black people now. Look at Barack Obama. You know, he just had his big 60th birthday party. He's got a summer house in the you know, in, in, in Martha's Vineyard. He's got a multi-million dollar house in Chicago. Look at all these rich, you know, athletes. Look at all these rich, you know, people. Look at all these people that come from other countries. You know, come from Pakistan. And, you know, they come to this country with 10 bucks in their wallet. And, you know, 20 years later, they're multimillionaires. Like, where else in the world can you do that? There's no place like it anywhere. I don't care what anybody says. Brad's flying the flag. Yes, I am flying the flag. Because I get so sick and tired of all this crap that everybody immerses themselves in. You know, but like, and we, we, he's, he's not nice to me because he's a, I, he's a white guy and I'm a black woman. Too bad. You know what? You know, it's like, think about it. You know, you live in a neighborhood and the neighbors don't like you because of the car you have. I have a friend of mine that got in trouble. She bought a new car and it's red and the neighbor comes over and said it's the devil's color. Okay. Okay, how ridiculous is that? I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Would you ever? Although I did. uh, This is the devil's color, but I saw the most beautiful red SUV the other day. Unlike any other color I've ever seen. But would you ever go over to your neighbor and say, I can't believe you bought that car. It's the devil's color. Because these no, are like, I wouldn't. These are like the Bible thumper family. You know, it's like, it's like, what the hell is that about? You know, I mean, to get in trouble because I wear, I have a red car. I mean, how weird is that? Talk about weird, you know, and once again, it's human nature. You know, if you're, if you live down the street and, you know, you do something, you cut your grass a little bit too tall or something like that, or, you know, then you got, well, so-and-so cuts his grass too tall. He should, he should know that if you live in the subdivision, you have to cut your grass at three and a half inches. Otherwise, we're going to come and, and, you know, and yell at you. I mean, come on. It's just human nature, you know? And is it right? No, it's wrong. It's just like, I, I briefly say this. What's funny is I listened to Tracy and Rick on Saturday morning at the real estate show, and they start talking, oh, the radio station, you know, the new Real Talk 93.3. And Rick says, Rick says, and at this station, we're not going to, we're not going to uh, give anybody labels. We're not going to label anybody. You know what Rick said about me? He no. said he couldn't trust me because I'm a radio guy. He says radio people aren't trustworthy. And he's Mr. Christian. Okay? Think about that for a minute. 
I mean, how in the world does someone so that's who call... that's what he said, that you couldn't be trusted. Yes. Because... I'm a radio... You're a radio dude? I'm a radio guy. Radio guy, he doesn't trust me. Radio people aren't trustworthy. I'm going like, okay, Mr. Christian is calling people. And, and once again, and then they're talking about this, and we're not going to label people. Five minutes later, Tracy's talking about, oh, he's a rhino. He's a rhino. Come on. Who's you know, a rhino? She's tall, calling these people. He's a rhino. He's a rhino. You know what a rhino is, don't you? No. Rhino is Republican in name only. In other words, it's a it's a pejorative term. If you're like super conservative, if someone's like so you know like a quote unquote not a real conservative, but they claim they're conservative. In other words, if if you know like if you say, well, I'm a conservative, you got to believe all this crazy weird stuff, you know. And so she's labeling people. Matter of fact, the reason she started the radio station is because when she was a ninety-seven one, she thought it wasn't conservative enough anymore. It wasn't, it was, it was too, it was too rhino. So she decides we're going to run our own radio station. You know, great. Jump on in. The water's fine. But once again, don't tell, don't say you're not going to label people and you label people. Just like I would so never. So are you upset because she labeled you as a radio person? Oh, I would never or call. Or she called you, or he called you uh, not trustworthy. I don't like hypocrites. I don't like someone who says one thing. You know, well, we're not going to label anybody, but then they're calling people rhinos. And I called out Rick. I had a meeting with him. I go, Rick, you said, you, I said, you know, he says, well, you're, I don't trust you because you're a radio person. I go, Rick, you're a Christian. How in the world can you say that? Well, uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't trust, mess, I don't trust most radio people. You're, you know, you're different. I go, Rick, guess what? You own a radio station now. At least they don't, they, they're renting it. They're not owning it. And I go, are you, are you putting, well, I'm not a radio person. Okay, then what the hell are you doing in the radio business? Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, I don't get it. Okay, I'm done. No ranting. Are you done? It's 728. <sighs> Read Radio Poop. It'll make sense. And you can find out about the new station, Jamie Allman's on Hot Poker. Hot Pot Poker. I can't believe you put that up there. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be on my on my door this morning. He's gonna be my door. Hey. He's not gonna be happy with he, you. He's gonna have. He's gonna. He's gonna have his marijuana shirt on. Hey. Hey. See what that is? That's a marijuana leaf. And if you you know what that means, that means I'm a tough guy because I got a marijuana leaf in my shirt. And if you don't watch it, I'm gonna punch you with my marijuana hand. Okay. Go ahead. With my marijuana <laughs> hand. It's 729. You're funny. <laughs> Westplex 107.1. I'm sorry. The song ran out of me there. You there, Shelly? I'm here. <laughs> Nothing like delayed reaction. Okay. Um, actually, No, what... I turned my pot. I, I, I turned the pot down. I turned my my uh, system down you turned down so the, i don't you, you turned down the 420 knob is what you're telling me you turned down... yes I, yes <laughs> isn't that funny oh, okay. i turned down the potentiometer very good you know what it really stands for i'm impressed i'm impressed yeah well i'm just impressing the hell out of you all day aren't <laughs> you I? are and you know i need a raise man and you know you know what you are an impressive woman matter of fact here's one of the callers on our international line we got an international line here hold on let me sir what were you saying about jelly again Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say, you got it going on girlfriend? Rock on sister. Wow, that's pretty. <laughs> Peter. Every time I hear that, it cracks me up. And then a whole another call on our international line. Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? Oh, I'll tell you what, we've got some. We've got. 
That's actually pretty cute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay, we're going to change tracks here from that. We're not going to talk about Hot Poker 104.9, which is the new radio station that Jamie Allman's on. And okay, then, good. And then Vic We've talked Porcelli's about it enough, be, I think. You know, that it's all about poker. Uh, anyway, I'm going to ask you a weird question, okay? How long have you lived in your house? Um, Since 94. Okay. I'm going to say that I don't understand real estate. Matter of fact, I need to have Rick and Tracy Ellis in here to explain this to me. Okay, I know someone who is trying to sell their house, okay? Okay. And what's sort of interesting is all you hear on TV and radio is, oh, if you put your house in the market, people will be camped out on your doorstep and they'll be writing 42,000 contracts on your house, right? That's what you hear. And, you know, if, yes. you, if you put your house in the market for $500,000, there'll be a guy. Matter of fact, I told you the story that I heard in another radio station that one of the Gelman brothers, who's like one of the top real estate guys in the St. Louis area, he told the story about how they had a house someplace in Wildwood or something like that. And it went on the market, and they had all these people write contracts above asking price. And a guy called him up and was not happy. He called him up and said, I wrote a contract for $125,000 over asking price. How did I not get that house? And the Gelman's answer was, because a guy wrote a contract for $135,000 over asking price. Okay? So... So here you hear this rumor, you know, the thing that like you put your house on the market and people will be camped out on your doorstep and you'll get 22 different contracts, okay? This particular person has not had that luck. Matter of fact, they've already dropped the the price of their house once and they're probably going to drop it another time, okay? But they haven't gotten any offers. And my argument is if someone is asking like, let's say the house goes on the market for $500,000 and you show up and you go like, eh. It's not worth $500,000. It's worth $400,000. Wouldn't you at least make an offer? Yes. Wouldn't you say, you know what? I know you're asking $500,000 for it, but you know what? I think it's worth $400,000. Here's my contract. Here's for contract for $400,000, right? Yes. Okay. So my point is, and you hear you hear real estate agents, oh, it's so important that your house be, be, you know, be listed for the proper price. Okay. If that's the case, then why is it that all these people are bidding over the asking price? If the real estate agent is so good at telling you what the house is worth, then if like, let's say our theoretical house that goes on the market for 500,000, it gets like a 550 and $560,000 offer, 50 and $60,000 over list price. How could the real estate agent didn't put it on the market for 550? You get what I'm saying? But the flip side of it is, I will tell you a story that, um, and I, I'm not going to mention the names, but Gus, Gus Beffa at Chris Offenberg, I think he just retired, so he can't get mad at me about this. He told me about a person that I knew that they laughed at the dealership about this particular person. And you know who this person is, but I, you don't know who it is right now. I'll tell you off air. This particular person came in and bought a car and paid sticker came in and said, yeah, I like that car. I'll take it. And there was no negotiation. You know, sticker, let's say the sticker was $20,000. This person paid $20,000. And they made fun of this person. Well, they didn't even try to negotiate with us. They didn't even try to, well, you know, hey, I'll give you 16 for it. No, we can't take 16. We got to get at least 19.5. Oh, I can't afford 19.5. I, all I can pay 18.750. You know what I mean? Like the dickering. that, And they were like dumbfounded that somebody would come in and offer them and essentially say, yeah, it's $20,000 car. Here's my $20,000. I'm going to take my car and leave, right? They kept telling yes. me the story. You know, so-and-so came in here and bought the car at Sticker. And they were like, they were like, they were like 
accusing this person of being like the dumbest person in the world. Maybe it was the first car like it was my first well, car no, back. No. no, the idea being is, once again, like if, if years like, ago. okay, you sell stuff on, on, on Facebook, right? Facebook I do. marketplace, whatever. Do yes. You ever, do you ever show up and somebody's got it on there for 20 bucks? You ever show up and it's like, it doesn't look as good in the, in real life as a picture. You go, Hey, it's not worth 20. It's worth 15. You ever do that? I have felt like doing that, but I, I have never done that. No. You don't ever bargain with anybody? That's usually before I show up, because a lot people people get attached to their stuff. But once again, once again, it's all about negotiation. You know, it's about because that's that's what life is about. Life is about negotiation. It's all about negotiation. When your your husband, it's like you know the, the old stupid thing that I you know give the example all the time. You know, husband and wife, or maybe they're dating. You know, boyfriend girlfriend. You know, they want to go out to dinner, and the guy says, "I want to go to I want to go to you know the Texas Roadhouse," and she goes, "No, nah, I don't like that place. I want to go to some place in the valley. I want to go to that fancy." whatever it is. I want to go to Mimi's, Mimi's Cafe, whatever. Guess where they end up? They end up at Mimi's Cafe, right? Because of the fact that because she... Because the has... hand that rocks the cradle rules <laughs> exactly. the world. Exactly, but it's negotiation. Life is negotiation. You know, when, when you go for a job and you walk in and, you know, and, and, you know, a job interview and they go like, well, you've got a PhD, you're doing very well. And, uh, you know, you've, you're one of the top people in your, in your field. We're going to pay you $8 an hour. It's like what's going on right now with, with, you know, with, with, you know, nobody being, you know, people not getting jobs because of the fact that the people are going like, well, I don't want to work for minimum wage. Okay, we'll pay you ten. I don't want to work for ten dollars. I want to work for fifteen dollars. No, we'll pay you fourteen. Okay, fourteen. Deal. That's negotiation, right? So I don't understand this whole thing of like, if you don't get an offer in your house, if you put it on the market for like once again. $500,000 and somebody shows up and offers you and, and if nobody and the, the argument is well people are not nowadays people are now in the mode that if they don't think it's worth the price they're not going to make you an offer and I'm going I don't understand that you know I mean you know what I'm saying so what is your point exactly I don't understand the whole goofy thing with these real estate stupid ideas. The fact that you because got... people love to negotiate. That's what but they do. They don't. In this particular case, no one has offered anything. And the the point is that this person is going like, well, I've I've priced it too high. Well, you know, I mean, and I, and, and even to the point where like, okay, let's say I'm trying to sell my house, and and I got it on the market for five hundred thousand dollars, and a guy comes up and says, I'll give you a hundred thousand for it. I go, dude, see that door. Don't let it hit you on the butt on the way out, you know. But if the guy says, uh, "I'll give you four four hundred thousand for it," no, let's go let's go four ninety, and he goes, uh, "I'll go four twenty." No, let's go four sixty five, and he goes, uh, four fifty." No, four four sixty, and he goes, four four fifty nine. Deal. That's called negotiation, right? But so why That's is all the time suck? No, but whatever. But why is the stupid listing price so important? If nobody goes by it anymore, you know, once again, if you give a listing price, because how many times we used to do the show with Tracy and, 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 and Melissa Bream, and they'd always talk about, oh, the most important thing is to have your house properly, properly evaluated and, and have it appraised. And, and, and that's what a good real estate agent will do. Okay. Well, so these real estate agents are putting the houses on the market for $500,000 and people are bidding them up to $600,000. Why didn't the real estate agent realize that? So it was a $600,000 house. 
Get what I'm saying? Because it may not be worth 600 to everybody. It's just worth 600 to the people that put the $600 down. You've just made my point. I can yeah. I can show you stuff that I own. Oh my own. god, am I speaking Brad? No, no, I can show we you. We actually st- agree on something. I can and show. You've commented me, Shelly. You've 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 given me a compliment twice. You've, you've. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I'm in bad shape. You've been in the radio business for a while now, eight years, okay? And you have a technical background. There are pieces of equipment that I could show to you, and you, I'd say to him, Shelly, this is a five thousand dollar piece of equipment. You go, oh, well, really? If I showed that to somebody else, they go five thousand dollars. I think I could buy that at Walmart for $29. No, you can't. And go find one. You know, I mean, it's that kind of thing. Because once again, it's like it's like people don't realize what certain things cost and what they're worth. And not only that, technology changes. I was looking at something the other day on eBay. There's some pieces of equipment that new I've owned for five and $6,000. They're selling for $30 now. Why is that? Because technology has changed. Nobody uses that old old technology anymore. Once again... But yet, but the crazy thing about it is, if I would hold on to that piece of equipment for 30 years, if I lived that long, I'd be, I'd be 116 if I lived for another 30 years. Uh, if I held on that for 30 years, then all of a sudden becomes a classic, and somebody might pay me ten thousand dollars for it. Get what I'm saying? Because every- and you have p- things like that. <laughs> I have things. Remember those that that you pair. You have equipment like that. Remember that pair of tubes we found. Yep. I put it on eBay, three hundred fifteen bucks. That was a fine. I was going to throw them away. I was going to throw them in the trash. Yeah, he was. And I looked I'm it like, up. Brad, don't throw those away. Put those up on marketplace or eBay. No, eBay. And, and because when we looked at it, eBay, there were some of them. There were new ones selling for a thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> I'm going like, whoa! Who would pay a thousand dollars for that? These crazy, weird collectors. And knew these tubes were probably. We're talking tubes like in like old electronic tubes in the back in the day. People are you know young people going, what's a tube? You know, <laughs> but but yeah, they're probably <laughs> saying a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, what? Who are these stupid people on the radio? No, they'd say, who's the stupid guy on the radio? The woman's smart. The guy's stupid. You know, and she's smart because she says things like. Uh, she <laughs> Shelly, you are amazing. Oh, no, How no. do you do it? No, that's not what I want to do. She says things like, hold on a minute. Oh. Thank you, And Brandon. ladies here, here's the thing you need to know about men. No, that, that's not it either. <laughs> What's going on? I can't find it. Oh, hold on. Is this one? He needs to cancel it and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. No, that's not it. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to find it. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Oh. Like your My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. That's what Shelly says. I had prostate problems that were driving me nuts. <laughs> and you know what? Right now, people are sitting their radio, and you know what? They're, they're sitting in their car going like, People are what suffering. Are they doing? People are dying. And then Joe Biden's on vacation, and while you know the country's in terrible shape, and Afghan falls, Afghanistan falls, and Joe's looking at Shelly and saying, "Bend down and whisper in my ear." That's what he's saying. <laughs> that will never happen, Joe, in your dreams. Oh, hold, I turned you off. Hold, hold, are you there? Hold on, I hit the wrong button. Okay. That was some weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I bet she was part of the sophisticated, oh. vaccinated crowd. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Here, here, that's that one. That here we go with that one. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They can't say anything. It's seven without it being. 
This was a New York Times. This I'll play it again. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. This was a New York Times reporter uh, essentially defending the fact that President Obama, former President Obama, had his birthday party with hundreds of people. And then the pictures, and you couldn't take pictures, but yet pictures showed up on the internet of, of nobody wearing masks. Everybody's in each other's face. But that's okay. But it's just like the deal like with, with, with Gavin Newsom, the, the governor of New York, who's being recalled because he said he made everybody wear masks, but yet he shows up at some fancy schmancy you know, restaurant in San Francisco with no masks. And everybody goes like, hold on a minute now. Do as I say, not as I do. You know what I mean? Come on. Like, what is this, right? Yeah, the whole mask thing is going to be another debacle. It already is. 7.48. Yeah, I, I know that. Yes, in the morning, it's Shelly, I'm Brad. Um, God, you know, have you seen this stuff going on in Afghanistan? Oh, my God. this is. I know that you're deeply troubled by it. I am. I, I can tell. Um, get, here's a headline. U.S. evacuation flights suspended at Kabul, at Kabul as video emerges of Afghans clinging to American aircraft. As the aircraft are taxing down the runway, these people are jumping onto the outside of the aircraft trying to get out of the country. Are these the Taliban? No, these are the people. These are the Afghani citizens and a lot of women who are, God, this is it's just horrendous. Horrendous. And matter of fact, the next article, Afghan scale wall to get into Kabul airport as three killed alarming photos show. Man, how sad is this? Once again, not trying to, uh, you know, be like Mr., uh, you know, America love it or leave it kind of stuff. But you know what? Guess why we have at least like what Trump wanted to, wanted to put up. Guess why we, he wanted to put up those border fences? Not to keep people what? in, but to keep people out. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm at the age where there used to be, I remember in East and in West Germany, okay? When they, after World War II, they divided... Berlin into into East Berlin and West Berlin. West Berlin was the free part. East Berlin was the communist part, okay? People would risk their lives to get over the wall to go from freedom, from no freedom to freedom, okay? Once again, we have this situation where you have people on the, you know, uh, complaining, America's a terrible place to live. Guess what? A lot of warts, a lot of problems, but you know what? It beats most other places. I don't care what anybody says. You know, yeah, we got our problems, but yet, you know, the reason we got people streaming across the southern border is because most other places suck, and we don't. Well, maybe we do. That's a true. Bit. We do a little bit, you know. We we suck as on well, a lesser level. But once again, once again, it's to the point where it's like it's like come on, you know, it's not all that bad here. Yeah, there are problems, but you know what? If you don't like the way things are, change them. You look at the people we've elected. Look at Cori Bush. It's crazy and weird. Some of the stuff she says, you know what? I got to give her credit. She's got a vision for what she thinks is the right way for this country to be, and she's saying it, you know? She's a brave person. Do I agree with her? No. Defund the police? No, not into that. She wants to close down the Pentagon. Nope, don't think that's going to work, you know? But yet she has a passion for what she did. You know, it's like people that, like, people go like, like well, don't you, don't you hate her? No, I have respect for her. I don't agree with her, but once again... You know, she had a vision that she was going to be able to change things. And how is she going to change things? She's going to run for office. What a lot of people don't realize is she lost in 2018. She didn't get elected in 2018. There's a really good documentary. I think it's called um, Rocking the House. Have you ever heard of this before? Uh-uh. 
Um, I, I really totally recommend it. Let me see if I can look it up here. Rocking. Uh, it's a documentary film, Rocking the House. Um, and what's interesting about it is there's a couple different things. Uh, rocking the House. Uh, da, 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 da. No, I'm Rocking the House. Anyway, I can't remember. Anyway, it was it was a documentary. Uh, it was a husband and wife team that did the documentary, and they followed four women who were running for Congress, U.S. Congress, in 2018. And the four women, I can't remember. I can tell you who two of them are. One of them was Cori Bush from St. Louis, right here. She didn't make it in 2018. The other was a lady from West Virginia. The other lady, I can't remember who where she was from. And the fourth woman was AOC. Alexandria Ortacia, or, or Arcacia Cortez, whatever her name is, AOC, everybody calls her AOC now, okay? All four of them were, you know, pumped. They decided that their view uh, of what the country should be, and they fought for it, and they tried to get elected. And the only one that got elected was AOC. Once again, Cori Bush lost. So what did she do? She didn't go in a corner and cry, oh, I lost in 2018, oh, I'm a failure. She, went she regrouped and she, she and, and she won in 2020. Back, yeah. Once again, she sure did. I don't agree with what she's doing. I don't agree with the fact that she slept on the 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 house, you know, the the steps of the House of Representatives. I don't agree with the fact that she's saying everybody should get free money from the government. You should get a free house. You should get free this, free that. I don't agree with that. But yet, you know, once again, that's what makes this country great. She can say those kind of weird things, you know, and and the problem with it is, is that if you don't agree with her, fine. You know, she's in the minority at this point because majority of the people aren't going to give you free this, free that, although that's what they want to do. How do we get talking about this? I just think it's sad what's happening in Afghanistan because, once again, I am a Vietnam-era guy, and there's the terrible pictures of the helicopters hovering over the embassy in Saigon and putting the last couple people on those helicopters to get them out of the country before the, the North Vietnamese took over Saigon. And if you look at the news photos right now, it's... I mean, how sad is it that people are trying to hold on to an airplane and hold on to the outside of an airplane so they can leave a country? Okay? Do That's you, actually pretty tragic. Do you ever think there would be a day when people out in Lambert would be swarming the runway to get on a plane to go to another city? Oh, my God, we hate it here in St. Louis. No, Sanders. somebody tried to swarm the runway. Uh, the, they would, uh, I, you know... Well, Would they deploy the planes well, for the Air National Guard? If they're trying to take over the airport? Yeah. No, they would They would decide that they wanted to build a new runway into St. Charles. <laughs> okay, that was funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's 759, Brad. Yeah, they would decide, hey, we got that new that new runway. It's not long enough. We need an even longer one. We need the yeah, one we need, we need, we need the one that goes know, from the it, city limits. Come. Right, we need the ones that starts at the city limits. It goes out across 270, goes across the Missouri River, and ends up in Wentzville. That's the new runway we need. And then think well, people will come back to St. Louis, and they'll fly to St. Louis if we have a 10-mile-long runway. Because you know these new planes... It's some you know, some of them take nine miles to take off. I can hear Leonard Colonel Leonard Griggs say that right now, and then Kathy McDonald. Colonel Leonard Griggs. Can, oh my goodness! I can hear Kathy the Leonard. Voice from the past. I can hear Kathy Leonard call me up complaining about my traffic reports again. Brad, you're you're deceiving the public. Oh my God, those were the days. 
Those were the days. My I friend. was just going to sing I that. They, it's yeah. 8 o'clock. <laughs> Have in. a great day, everybody, and we'd, happy Monday. We'd sing and dance. Da, 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 da. We'd have the life. Blah, 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 blah. Those were the days. Oh, yes, those were the those days. Were the days.